Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're discussing Suraj Bharjatia's landmark 1994 classic, Ham Apke Hankun, starring Salman Khan as lovable goofball Prem, Madhuri Dixit as the object of his affection, and Rito as Tuffy, the dog who saves the day. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Matt. Yes? We are late. Late for what? We're, well, we're late putting up this episode. And this is why we don't put out episodes weekly, because uh, we just don't have the time and energy to, to keep it up. We're sexy, exciting people with <laughs> fun jobs and all kinds of cool stuff happening all the time. Yeah, this week uh, my day job was really zapping all of my energy. I had a big project that I've been working on for months that kind of finally came to fruition this week, and so I just did not have time to <laughs> to record. The authors at my work expected me to pay them money. Oh, so okay. That's something I was working on this week. So. This was supposed to be a Valentine's Day episode, and unfortunately we're recording it the day after Valentine's Day. It'll still be good for next year's Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. But this is this is like an investment in future Valentine's Days forever. Okay. But it is kind of a happy coincidence, or we can maybe turn this into an opportunity, uh-huh. as it is the, the Lunar New Year, it's Chinese New Year, and it is the year of the dog this year. Hmm. And... Boy, does this movie feature a great dog. You know, a belated happy Valentine's Day to to all of our listeners out there. Um, and a happy Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think Tuffy might be one of my favorite movie dogs. You know, he's got some tough competition, though. He does. He does. I love Marvin and Patterson. Marvin is a great villain in that film. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Daisy... Yes, yes, the puppy in John Wick. She's great. Yeah. Tragic. Not, not a lot of screen time, but, yeah. you know, her presence is felt across the New York underworld. Mm-hmm. There's the dog in Dilda Dakne Do that narrates uh, the film. Yeah. Amir Khan plays the dog voice. And I imagine that that dog owes something to Tuffy. You know, Tuffy really paved the way. I mean, I wish we could have hear, heard what Tuffy was up to, <laughs> what he was thinking about over I, the course of this film. I agree. I would like to know what Tuffy was thinking throughout this film. Who, who would you have voicing Tuffy? In 1994? Yeah. Well, it's Amitabh Bachchan, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. He probably needs the money. Amitabh Bachchan as the voice of Tuffy. Yeah. He probably needs the money after his failed political career. Mm. And yeah, he just has a great voice. I would go with Rishi Kapoor. Yeah. I think Rishi Kapoor would do a good Tuffy. Yeah. <laughs> a good inner monologue on Tuffy. Yeah. I'd watch either of those films. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been like a remake of this movie that's all from Tuffy's point of view. Well, there has been talk of a remake. Mm. I don't know if they will take your suggestion of making it all from Tuffy's point of view. Um, but I think that would be a good Rosencrantz and Gilderstone are dead type spin on Hack. Yeah. H-A-H-K. <laughs> yeah, you could just call it Tuffy the Dog is Alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is one of these ep- episodes and one of these films that really intimidates me on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as we've mentioned many times before, we are new to Bollywood. We didn't grow up with it. And this is a classic. This film changed Hindi cinema. This is like Mother India, which we still haven't done an episode on. Like Sholay, which we have. 
and like Mugaliasm. And, and which DDLJ. we also have. And which we also have. Yeah, and DDLJ. So there's kind yeah. of before Hawk. Yeah. And after. Uh, and so, you know, it's it, it can be intimidating because these films are so ingrained into both kind of the history of Bollywood, but also Indian culture. I think in a way that in a way that we can appreciate but can't always relate to. Yeah, I was trying to think of a movie that had such of an such an impact on like the western idea of getting married. Mm. And the only one I could think of is Muriel's Wedding. <laughs> sure. A I, favorite of Aaron Fraser's. I I oh no, I love Muriel's Wedding. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great movie, but it's Australian. Yeah. For one, and kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Four Weddings and a Funeral or Father of the Bride or Mamma Mia. Oh, I don't. I love ABBA, but I don't like Mamma Mia. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, Hindi cinema has a rich tapestry of movies about people getting married. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Hollywood film industry, I don't think it does anymore. Father of the Bride was a big one. Yeah. 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 There's a BuzzFeed article that is a, that purports to be a, a true and accurate retelling of this film. And uh, I think it starts with a. Believe it or not, there's a plot in this wedding video. <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing, though, because Hollywood films usually, when someone gets married, it's either a prelude prelude to like what happens in the movie, or it's presumably what happens to the heterosexual couple mm-hmm. at the end of the film. So, one of the film professors at our uh, university uh, would say that um, you know. For good or for ill, in in Hollywood cinema, the 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 pairing of the heterosexual mating couple was the end goal of a lot of the film. And mm-hmm. usually, when someone gets married, that's the thing that happens at the end of the movie, and you're just led to believe that the wedding goes okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hindi films often, often, often go through the entire um, rigmarole of getting married. And this is the film that really set that tone. Mm-hmm. That you know, kind of before. This movie came out, Hindi cinema, kind of in the 70s and 80s, had gotten really violent. There were a lot of kind of um, these, you know, these curry westerns, right, that we, that we see with Sholay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, things had gotten a bit more vulgar, and it was more about the... Uh, the angry the, young man. The angry young man, exactly. Yeah. And this film brought a lot of people back to the cinema because it was a... Se- it is a celebration of traditional Indian values in Indian culture. It's a nice story. And it's appropriate for the whole family. So a lot of um, of people, women and children, who'd kind of been, you know, uh, weren't, weren't being served at, at the theater were brought back with this film. This movie and DDLJ, which came out the following year, led to a 40% increase in attendance at the Indian box office. That's astounding. Although I will say, in my experience, Indian audiences are not worried about bringing kids to whatever Indian movie yeah. they're watching. Yeah. There were kids at Angamali Diaries. <laughs> there were kids at Padmavat. Some very violent content in some films. And yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just a Canadian thing. I don't know. This film also showcases an ideal family. So the it's, really- not, it's an ideal family... Where the parents are dead, yeah. Where parent, where Prem's, you know, his parents are dead. He lives with his uncle, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. But there's no, there's no conflict. There's no backstabbing. 
aunties. There's no... There's that one kind of bitchy lady. Yeah, but she's pretty mild. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is, you know, everyone coming together for the common good of the family and sacrificing their own happiness for the family. Except for Tuffy. Tuffy generally kept his shit on lock. Yeah. Um, although, the, yeah, there is no conflict, mm-hmm. which can be somewhat tedious to watch. But it is a pretty enjoyable watch. Yeah. Like, goes down easy. I think the music is really good in it. There's 14 songs. There's quite a bit of it, so that's useful. Um, It, yeah, it just kind of takes you behind the scenes of this big uh, enterprise. Mm -hmm. It's an adaptation of a 1982 Bosch film, Nadia K. Parr. Uh, I get the sense that it's kind of a, a loose adaptation. It became the highest grossing Bollywood film of all time. Uh, at the time of its release, and adjusted for inflation, it's made about ninety-eight million. That's in U.S. dollars. Yeah, that's astounding. Yeah, uh, it forever changed Hindi cinema, as 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 we've been talking about this. You know, this this film, Karen Johar cites as the movie that changed his life, <laughs> hmm. um, and that has kind of set him down the path of the kind of stories that he likes to tell and that's that interesting because he's in ddlj too yeah so i mean he was in one of the biggest films of all time and is influenced by the other one you can see in a lot of his work that this sort of family story is uh you know what mm-hmm. he's after although his are a lot more dramatic but i think you can see a direct line from this to cabby cushy cabby gum yeah yeah that for makes sure perfect sense to me um as we were mentioning, the film is about the importance of family and, and a dog, sacrifice and love, and it provides a bridge between tradition and modernity. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of straddles these ideas of you know traditional Indian val- values, but with the with the younger generation that we see in this film with with Salman Khan and Madhuri Dixit as Prem and Nisha who who fall in love and you know kind of are, are a bit more. Modern. They talk English a lot. They talk English a lot. And, you know, she's wearing those roller skates. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's always busy at work. She's eating ice cream all the time but on that, the, her, her yeah. wall posters. But that doesn't get in the way of them being Indian mm-hmm. um, and and being a part of those traditional values. And so it shows how you can have both, how you can be both things at once. And that mm-hmm. they don't need to be at odds with one another. Mm-hmm. It has... 14 songs. <laughs> Wasn't the, the stage adaptation called 14 Songs, Two Weddings, and a Funeral? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is a good title. 11 of these songs were sung by the legendary Lata Mangeshkar. Uh, these songs are have become ingrained in Indian culture. They are frequently played at wedding celebrations in India. And a lot of the games from this film are replicated uh, now at at Indian weddings, especially the one of stealing uh, the groom's shoes. Yeah, that's the one I want to pull off this weekend while we're yeah. at a wedding. Yeah, we, our friends are actually getting married this weekend, so this is a good time to for us to be watching this movie. We're going to say right now, if, if Tori Dance is listening, <laughs> keep an eye on your shoes. Let's see if this actually works. Mm-hmm. Let's see if he's listening to podcasts two days before he gets married, because if he isn't, he's going to be in for a surprise. Yeah. Uh, the film initially had a limited release. There were only 26 prints struck. And theaters who wanted to show the film were forced to upgrade their facilities in order to do so. So this is kind of a bit like Avatar. Sound and video, probably, most like. Mm-hmm. Unless this was shot in, like, Tuffy Vision. <laughs> uh, the 
Initial preview screenings and initial reviews predicted that the film was going to be a huge flop, part because there was no plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we mentioned, it went on to become one of the highest grossing <laughs> movies um, of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first Bollywood film to cross 100 crore domestically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the first film to reach 100 crore. I believe that distinction goes to Disco Dancer, hmm. uh, which did crazy business in the Soviet Union. Yeah, <laughs> Mithun is really popular in all those mm-hmm. uh, former states, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did about double that uh, worldwide. It played for 100 weeks in Mumbai and won five Filmfare Awards, including Best Film, Best Director, and Best Actress for Madhuri Dixit. It also picked up the National Film Award for Best Popular Film Providing Wholesome Entertainment. You know what? It is a popular film providing wholesome entertainment. That award is extremely well named. Yeah. Why don't you um why don't you give us a rundown of the plot? Oh boy. Okay. So the movie, as noted before, directed by Suraj Barjatia. And it stars Saman Khan as Prem, Maduri Dixit as Nisha, Monish Bal as Rajesh, Renuka Shahane as Pooja, Anupam Kher and Reema Lagu as Nisha and Pooja's parents. Alok Nath as Kailash Prem and Rajas' uncle. Sahila Shada as Rita, a.k.a. Bum Chums. And uh, Rido as Tuffy the dog. Um, so the movie starts with uh, Prem and his buddy Rita, who lives at his house. And I was never entirely <laughs> sure who she was or why she was there. She's not exactly a servant, but she kind of seems like on that level. No, she's... She's someone's niece, right? Yeah, she is the daughter of Prem's uncle's friends. And yeah. they, I, I don't know if they live at their house. They're just always there. The Like, the family just, like, comes together for these celebrations, and they're just all, all around. Yeah. Except for Nisha and Pooja's parents, who, like, go off for a while and then come back. Yeah, and, like, she's Prem's buddy. She's got a thing for him, but yeah. uh, he's... Blithely unaware, because he's more interested in playing cricket and writing weird stuff on his car. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they play some cricket. Uh, Rita has a shirt that says Bum Chums on it, which <laughs> completely fucking mystifies well, me. Well, every, everyone is wearing labels, so... Yeah, they say boy or girl on them. There's a bunch of kids there for some yeah. reason, too. Tuffy is the umpire. Is there a school nearby that uses their cricket pitch? I don't know. Tuffy is the umpire, and he seems... Tough but fair. Yeah. So they find uh, Prem's older brother, Rajesh. They're orphans, by the way. They're living with their uncle, who is a rich industrialist. Um, The kind of industrialist who just sits at his house all day long, uh, plays games, reads books. Uh, Honestly, the ideal career path for me. Because, yeah, being a rich industrialist that never does any work looks amazing. Do you want to have to raise your two nephews? Yeah, I would do it. Okay. That's easy. If I was rich, if I was stinking rich, I could do it. Okay. But anyway, they found a, a girl to marry Rajesh off to. Her name's uh, Pooja. And her parents live about four hours away. They're at a kind of, um, it's not an ashram, but there's like a religious sort of site at the place that they live. Mm. And Anupam Kerr is like a professor who's studying stuff and cooking a lot. <laughs> and yeah, they, they go down to meet uh, Pooja. Pooja and Rajesh hit it off pretty well. At first, I have 
to lie to Rajesh. They're like, oh, we're going on vacation. Oh, here's this girl. Look, you're engaged and now we're planning a wedding. Yeah. Like, there, I don't understand why no Rajesh real... was reluctant to get married because as soon as he meets Pooja, he's just like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, there's no real reason for the subterfuge. Yeah. But really, this is just to get uh, Prem and Nisha in the same room. So mm-hmm. Nisha is kind of messing around with the um, manager of this place and uh, mimicking his cough thing that he does. And this kind of becomes like a a phrase that the two of them used uh, so that they knew who's talking. But they have a meet-cute, and uh, um, it doesn't hit it off exactly well. Prem is super into Nisha from Jump Street. But Nisha's like, eh, I don't know about this guy. Wouldn't you be super into Maddie Redicchit? I Yes. Yeah. I still am. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I see her in a movie. Um... But the most important person in the film is Tuffy, the dog, yes. who uh, he doesn't bite. He only loves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he also doesn't bark. No, he's a very quiet dog. Although, uh, due to the sound system used in Indian films, he might have been barking all the time. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. There's a scene later on where, um, you know, long story short, Rajesh and Pooja have a kid. They get married. <laughs> Everything goes great. The kid is obviously, like, screaming his head off in some scene, and his grandma's holding him. <laughs> But, you know, since it's not being recorded, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Rajesh and Pooja get married. So about an hour and a half of the film concerns their wedding planning and ceremony. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. It's yeah. about that. Um, so lots of stuff goes down. There's some pranks between the different families. Lots of different dance scenes. Lots of singing and dancing. Um, lots of kind of uh, hangouts mm-hmm. where they play games like um, uh, sort of a duck, duck, goose type game where you throw a pillow around and whoever has the pillow and the music stops. It's duck, duck, goose. Meets, that's, uh, that's after Pooja has the baby. That's later yes. on. Yes, but, it, but it, it's a sort of uh, um, duck, duck, goose slash musical chairs type thing where if you get caught holding the bag when the song's done, you actually just have to like perform a scene or yeah. recite a poem. Um, I, th- I thought that might have been my most favorite part of the movie, even though it's also quite long. There is a part at the wedding, though, where Anu Pemker, um to Prem's uncle is like, you used to love my wife in university. Sing yes. a song for her. And sing, a song super about, awkward. sing a song about how hot my wife is, please. <laughs> it is super awkward. It is awkward. <laughs> okay. So then after the wedding. Yeah, they have a kid. Um, yeah, they go back to, to Prem and Rajesh go back to their place with Pooja. Yeah. And she gets becomes pregnant. Rajesh and runs then, some stuff for the family. Prem is being groomed to have a factory or a car dealership. It's called <laughs> Prem Motors PLTD. Yeah, we which could <laughs> either be a car manufacturer that makes Prem cars or it could just be a Prem mm-hmm. car selling location. Yeah. And because Pooja is pregnant, Nisha comes to their home. Yeah, because Rajesh is Rajesh is off on business. Yeah, so yeah. then she's living with them, and then Prem and Nisha's romance continues to develop. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, but then, but then something finally happens in the last half an hour of this film. Tragedy strikes. <laughs> I mean, everyone has seen this movie. Yeah, you could say Pooja falls down the stairs and kills herself. Kills herself accidentally. Yes, dies. she dies. <laughs> Uh, she dies by accidentally falling down the stairs. Uh, stairs, which I'll add, are 
and all the wedding scenes and stuff are just like heavily trafficked. There's always yeah. people on these stairs that I didn't realize that they were setting up the stairs so much <laughs> because there's a lot of business that happens on these stairs. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't even put a baby gate or anything. <laughs> After a family member died, <laughs> I maybe get a spiral staircase or something, something that's harder to fall down. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Pooja dies. Um, Nisha, um, they have a kind of plan to figure out who's going to take care of the kid because no, like no one could take care of a kid if they're not married to them and bringing a new wife into the family. That's impossible. Well, yeah. Cause it's all who will want to marry Rajesh, um, with the expectation that he's going to have to, that they are going to have to take care of his son, which is hypocritical. It's very hypocritical because his uncle took care of them. Yeah. You know, I guess he was married already, or maybe he got married afterwards, but it doesn't seem to... He doesn't to, have a wife, though. The uncle doesn't have a wife. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to be like a... It doesn't seem to put him out... I guess he's filthy rich, but like it doesn't seem to be too bad for him to take care of kids. Yeah, and it's just this thing about how like this child is so important, and you know it must have the love of a mother... And while I think that that's a nice sentiment, I also think like, look at how warm and happy this family is. Like, you know, it it it's it's a problem though, and I can understand. Like, yeah. um, I've seen plenty of films where you know you have a wicked stepmother. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of movies, like it's unfortunately a stereotype, but there's lots of movies about women who just don't care about kids that weren't theirs. Yeah, happens I'm, all the time in movies. I'm just saying that. I mean, I don't agree I don't, with... I, I, I think it would have been fine. Yeah. But, uh, the, you know... The image of the family that we see here is so warm and caring that I just don't understand why it is so imperative that Rajesh have a wife to take care of this son when clearly everyone wants to chip in and help all the time with everything. Yeah. But they eventually get the idea that yeah. uh, Nisha should marry Rajesh. Because so that, she would love the son like it was her own. Yeah. And also she's there already. Um, uh, Nisha, by the way, at this time has, you know, been waiting for Prem to pop the question. Yeah. And when is she's approached by her family, like, oh, we found you a husband. They say, would you like to be um, their daughter-in-law, not yeah. would you like to marry Prem or would you like to marry Rajesh? Yeah, that's an important distinction, ladies. If someone comes to you and says, we have found you a husband and you have one in mind, you should ask to see if it's the one you want. <laughs> You'll save yourself a lot of trouble. And by the time she realizes the mistake that she's made... It is literally the wedding day. (laughs) Yeah, she already has her henna painted, and she looks at the wedding invitation that has already been printed and sent out to people. Nisha's not a details person, I'm guessing, because she didn't, like, vet the wedding invitation. I mean, it's a couple days before the wedding. But still, like... But still, it's like a couple days before the wedding. I mean, it's 94, so they didn't work on their wedding website, and presumably, (laughs) I mean, there isn't really much in the way of social media, so there's a way... They don't have a hashtag? They don't have a hashtag for the wedding. Basically, uh, Lalu, the uh, lovable caretaker type guy who lives with them, Mm -hmm. uh, figures, oh man, there's no way out of this one. We gotta ask uh, Krishna for help. And Krishna does help in the form of Tuffy the dog. Yes. So Nisha and Prem mutually make the decision that they will sacrifice their own happiness and their own love for the sake of the family. 
But but the, then she writes a letter. But the, before that, the reason why Pooja died is that she had come over with Prem yeah. to talk to Nisha about them getting married, and mm-hmm. she brought uh, some of the her mother's jewelry to um, kind of symbolize, you know, this isn't quite signed on the dotted line yet, but we want you two to get together. Mm-hmm. Then she falls down the stairs and can't tell anybody, even though she tries to do a deathbed thing of like, I was there to get those two married. And Rajesh is like, you really love Prem, huh? <laughs> like, no, I want them to get married. Like, that Prem is a great guy. You're right. Anyway, bye. So, yeah. So, she takes the necklace. Yeah, that, that Nisha got from Prem, from Pooja. Yeah. And then she writes a letter to Prem, and she gives it to Tuffy to deliver to Prem. And Tuffy, who <laughs> we've seen earlier, can be, like, tricked into, like, giving up items yeah. Like he, for a while there, he's got to watch the shoes where they steal them. And another kind of delightful part of the movie where uh, Nisha's side of the family steals the shoes from Rajesh, and he's like, "Oh no, my shoes!" <laughs> and then they try to extort him for about a thousand rupees to get the shoes back. And for a while there, Tuffy's put in charge of watching the shoes, and you know he does okay, but he is a dog. <laughs> he's a, a very sweet dog. There's only so much a dog could do, but with Krishna on their side. Tuffy makes the correct decision to give the things to Rajesh, so Rajesh knows the terrible tragedy that uh, uh, unfolded. Mm-hmm. And then Rajesh is like... And then Tuffy saves the day! Tuffy saves the day, and Rajesh is like, yeah, I could probably marry someone else, considering <laughs> my brother is in love with this woman, and you know maybe they'll babysit my kid, who knows? And everything ends happily. Yeah. 14 songs, two weddings, and a funeral. Yeah. It's a long movie. Yeah. And not much happens. Not much happens, but also a ton happens. Yeah. No. It's one of those. All right. We're going to go ahead to interval and uh, when we return, discuss kind of, you know, what we thought about the film. Uh, what are we listening to, Matt? We are listening to the song Didi Terra Tevar Divana, which features Rita dressed up as Salman Khan. Yes, this is the uh, song that plays at Pooja's baby shower, and it uh, famously features Madhuri Dixit in a purple sari, kind of turning around. If you're interested in sending money to friends and family in another country, why not check out ATB Global Transfers online? Most global transfers only cost $5, and if you're sending between $1 and $5,000, there's no fee at all. You can send a global transfer at any time from anywhere using your computer, tablet, or mobile phone, and the service keeps up to date with real-time exchange rates. For more information on ATB Global Transfers, check out atb.com. Hum apke hain kun. Ushered in the big, fat Indian wedding trend. In one fell swoop, it established a recognizable brand in Hindi cinema. These days, everyone tries to ascertain their brand and engage their audience. Even weddings use hashtags. In a branded world, Luisa Campos offers step-by-step guides and easy-to-implement advice on how to build meaningful brands that captivate audiences. 
you can find A Branded World at markastrategy.com slash A Branded World Podcast. To find out more about the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB and the member podcast, go to albertapodcastnetwork.com. And we're back. So that song was called Didi Terra Devar Divana. And for some reason, and I don't know, I mean, I've been to one baby shower, right? Right. It Which wasn't, I planned. You planned it. Not for our baby. We don't have a baby. This was for a friend's baby. But, like, it was not such an amazing affair. No offense. It was the best baby shower I've been to. But I wouldn't, like... You won at Baby Jeopardy. I won, I dominated Baby Jeopardy. But I wouldn't, like, cross-dress to try and sneak into the baby shower because I thought it was so exciting. <laughs> uh-huh. But in this movie, the song you just heard, a snippet from... Um, the baby shower is amazingly exciting, <laughs> and Prem and his buddies try and sneak in. Yeah, and yeah, I do like that he gets he he eventually after getting kicked out a couple times just finds a a window and watches out of that with some snacks. Prem is a little too into his family. Prem loves his family. <laughs> in fact, he wrote it on his car. He said, yeah. "I love my family." <laughs> Dash Prem. So you know who wrote I Love My Family on my on his car. It's weird. He also wrote Cool Rider on his car, which I assume is a reference to Tuffy. everyone's... No, it's Tuffy. No, it's a reference to everyone's favorite musical, Grease 2. Ugh, no. No, it's a reference to Tuffy, who has kind of like a dog seat in the back of the car. He's not belted in, though. Like, I felt... I was very worried for Tuffy, but he was a, he was a brave dog. Yeah, like, there's just... There's something about Prem where he feels a little infantile. Yes. He loves his family a lot. And, I mean, I love my family. Not that much. But it's a little... Yeah. You're the only person I know with a big enough family unit to even have these sort of hijinks happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Because my family's quite small. Yeah, my family's giant. Yeah. (laughs) And like, yeah, yeah, a wedding for your family is a gigantic affair. This this film was a little difficult for us as as we were talking about at the top of the show because so much of it is ingrained in Indian culture. And that's, you know, really what it's about. It's about... Um, the the importance of the Indian family. It's all about community. loving your family, yeah. as a later film would say. And and tradition, and so you know, kind of being removed from that culture, it it can be hard for us to relate to. But that aspect of the big crazy loving family that I could really relate to because I am from a very large family, and and Matt can attest to this. Sometimes when we get together. Um, we will like sing songs that we grew up listening to. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm and like I'm like the Shahrukh infiltrating the wedding in DDLJ, <laughs> but every time I go to your parents' house, yeah, like so we can be a bit like this, hey, and yeah. like playing games with each other and fucking weird made up words that you guys have that no one has ever heard of before. Yeah, say a couple of them right now, like Hermfinglers. Hermfinglers. <laughs> Do you know what this is, listeners? I don't. It's it's like okay, you know when you go camping. Yes. And uh, camping, a activity which Aaron Fraser historically despises. I do. I do. Okay. Um, and you put like those. Um, it's the- a camp cooker. It's you make a little sandwich on the fire. Yeah. It's a camp cooker. No, it's it's a harm fingler. 
Anyway, this is the sort of weird stuff that they come up with in Aaron's family. So... So I kind of get it. Yeah, so I, I could really relate to... There isn't an outsider character in this, apart from maybe Rita, who <laughs> fascinates me. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing there half so the time. Are so you, are you the Rita in my family? I think so, although... Do you identify with Rita? I identify with Are you a bum her. chum? I don't think I'm a bum chum, but... Um, <laughs> She was definitely the one I was most attracted to. I liked Rita. What? More yeah. than Madhuri Dixit? Yeah. Madhuri Dixit is great, but Rita has a sort of je ne sais quoi about her. Uh, she will wear anything on a shirt, which is <laughs> kind of adorable. <laughs> I'm have to take a laugh break here. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, she's good. Yeah. She's good. I like her. But... I was into what Rita was putting down. <laughs> okay. So you're like that doctor character. Yeah, I guess so. He there's a guy who's one of Prem's buddies, I guess, who kind of fantasizes about uh, Rita, and she's like some sort of mythological being for him. <laughs> uh, what sucks in this scenario is that for the entirety of the film, she's like, "No, go away, nerd," and at the end, she's like, "Yeah, I liked you anyway." Like, what? No character development whatsoever. But whatever, it's fine. One of the other things that you know that I really related to in this film was was Tuffy. Yeah. Um, because I I grew up with a dog. I love dogs. I really, really wish you and I had a dog. We don't. One day we will, hopefully. Uh, one of my coworkers brought their dog to work today and I made it hang out with me for, for quite a bit of the day. It's a miniature schnauzer named Wyatt. Adorable. And, oh, he is so adorable. Um, and I think Tuffy, you know, it really provides... Um, uh, some warmth to this film. He's a means for divine intervention for yeah. one. And also... He's also comedic relief. They trained a dog to be a cricket coach. That's a, <laughs> amazing. He Either also, he's like the smartest dog who ever lived or they just don't know how to play cricket and they yeah. just do whatever the dog says. He also listens to a Walkman in one song and has And he's cool, like, cool shades on. And yeah, can, he's got shades. He can walk on his back legs too. I mean, he's a really amazing dog. He's an Indian Spitz. Mm-hmm. And I guess in real life, he was adopted by Madhuri Dixit after the shoot. That is wonderful. That being said, there is a fantastic video on YouTube. Um, Aditi Mittal, who um, is an Indian comedian, you can see her special on Netflix. It's hilarious. She produced a uh, true Bollywood stories about what happened to Tuffy. Fame uh, went to his head. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, I mean... Like, a dog goes a long way for me in a movie. And, and Tuffy just, like, gives every scene that he is in this injection of happiness and he joy. He doesn't fight. Like, he loves. You just you can't look at this dog and not be happy. And there are some scenes when, like, stuff is going on with the family. And Tuffy's just, like, looking straight at the camera. Yeah. I will say, Tuffy, you got to, buddy, don't look at the camera. He's just looking straight at the camera. You're, you're breaking the illusion, Tuffy. If you look at the camera, I'm pretty sure I know it's a movie. <laughs> Now. Um the the last kind of what was up with that observation that I need to make are these pictures of Madhuri addiction eating ice cream. Yes, this is completely indefensible because what person They're super cute. I guess. But what person has kind of a triptych of eat like the various phases of eating ice cream on her walls? And these are not like portrait size. No, like, they're, no, huge. they're huge. And above her bed, there's a painting that has to be 15 feet long of just various other food items. 
And when you see later on in the movie, like, she's really sad. She <laughs> doesn't want to marry Rajesh, but is duty-bound to do so. She's still sitting in her room <laughs> with the ice cream pictures on the walls and the very big food <laughs> painting. On. Like, it's tough to... It's tough to get a bead on her because she doesn't seem obsessed with food, right? No. You'd think she would be. And we've certainly seen other movies where characters are obsessed with food. Mm-hmm. And this person with multiple food pictures on her walls, you know, I don't get it, but whatever. It's um, charming, though. I think overall, I find this movie really, really charming. Yeah, I did. I, I don't get the food imagery, <laughs> but I did find it charming. Uh, for a movie that is... Almost three hours long. Yeah. It's a long slog. It it goes down pretty easy. Yeah, like I said, there's there's 14 songs. This is probably the first Bollywood film I have seen that I actually would cut out some songs. I, yeah. That's a little blasphemous for me to say. And when they initially released it, they did only have 12 songs because they thought there were too many songs. And then people loved it, so they put two songs back in. Wait, so it, it came out in theaters and people thought, man, this movie's pretty good. But if it was 20 minutes longer and had two more songs, I would totally be on. One scene that I really liked is that one I was talking about earlier, the uh, uh, sort of um, Duck, Duck, Goose. Yeah, that was fun. uh, Musical chairs thing. Because I like when movies allude to other movies, and Hindi films are especially good at this, because this one brings in Mughaliasm, brings in Shole, and it kind of posits itself amongst these bigger, well, at that time, bigger film um, milestones. Mm -hmm. And this would go on to become a huge success as well. But it's fun to see it kind of pointing itself like, you know, here's the great adventure story. Here's the great historical romance. We're the great, um, you know, 90s uh, wedding movie. Yeah, I really like that scene too. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. But also all... The actors, like every member of this big ensemble, really gets a moment to shine and yeah. really gets something to do. Yeah, because you could tell that their uncle, Prem and Rajesh's uncle, he's kind of shy. Like he's a nice guy. He's mm-hmm. he's like a he likes to sing, and he does, he has a very like cherubic nice face. And he's not the sort of guy who's going to jump up on a chair and do a scene from Shole. Anam Karas, he's much more of an mm-hmm. outgoing person. This guy just recites a nice poem. Yeah. So it, it, does, it does really help in characterizing them. And that appreciation of um, Indian art and Indian pop culture is one of the things that we really, really love about Bollywood. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's... Outside of Quentin Tarantino, who in Hollywood really references other movies that often? Well, I mean, there's a Modern Times reference in Paddington, too. Mm. <laughs> I still haven't seen that yet, but I fully intend on doing does that a lot, too. Yeah, but he's he hasn't he's got nothing going these days. Yeah, that's fair. Like, this is, like, just a perfect popcorn comedy, mm-hmm. and they're still bringing all these references in, even though they don't need to. It's just because they wanted to. Mm-hmm. That aspect of how deeply ingrained and vibrant these people's cultural identities are and their tradition, I find really appealing. It's nice. It is nice. And it's really welcoming and it's really engaging. And so, you know, despite kind of having difficulties with this film, being unsure of how I could relate to it, it has drawn me in. You know, I, I, I am I am convinced of the magic of Hum Apke Hain Kun. I'm not going to watch it anytime soon, 
But it does seem like the sort rewatched of thing. It. Yeah, I'm not going to rewatch it anytime soon. I mean, I I have found so many gifts of Tuffy that I'm going to watch over and over again. But it it does seem like the sort of thing that this probably played on TV forever, right? Mm-hmm. Like this would just be on Sunday mornings, and it could be just kind of a ritual. Yeah, it's kind of like Wizard of Oz or Mary Poppins here. Yeah, just an enjoyable thing that could just be part of the background of your life rather mm-hmm. than an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has that, it has that nature of being, um, suited to dip in and dip out of, mm-hmm. you could be like, Oh yeah, I like this song a lot. And then since you know the rest of the movie and there's not a huge amount of plot twists or anything you need to remember that it can just be like, Oh yeah, that's great. Used to watch that with my uh, parents. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. It probably just is a family tradition. All, all the time. So I think overall, this film, this film has grown on us. Yeah, it it did take a while to get there, and there is some weirdness. Can we talk about Salman some more. Sure. Okay. So between this one and then Humdil to Chukisanam, and then what he became now, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a drastic shift. Um, because he is really like a, a childlike. Um, love machine basically mm-hmm. love boy like maybe not a love machine but he's kind of he's kind of you know sexy um i wish he'd get a belt that fits his pants but whatever <laughs> and like he goes from being this romantic archetype because mm. he really is prem he's really this kind of lovey-dovey love my family but Love Madre Addiction, maybe a bit more type guy, but he'll also sacrifice anything for them. It's a really chaste love, though. Yeah, yeah. He's really, he's really got an archetype, and then he transforms his whole life and his whole body, really. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe he was just trying to get away from this? Even in Judoi, like, he's kind of more of a hustler guy. I, I mean, I don't know, because in Prem Ratent Anpayo, he's playing a character named Prem again, and it's directed by Suraj Barjatia. Um, so it, he he returns to this, although that might have just been for commercial diff- purposes. Yeah, though. like that might just be a crass commercial thing, because he also did Tigers into High, which is about as far away from this as you can be. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he returned to that well just to make some money. But also in that movie, he does play a dual role of one guy being like the nice mm-hmm. prem type guy, and the other one being sort of a calculating king. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he just got tired of being. What is a fairly one-dimensional character? Mm-hmm. I think you need to talk to um, Asim Bernie. Yeah, he would know. He would. He would have a much better understanding of how Salman Khan has gone from from this. This would be Salman Mark One. Yeah, from this to to what we see in Tigers and a Hay. I, I would talk to him about it. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was really interesting that I can't think of a lot of actors who have so drastically changed their star persona. It's like if Paul Dano bulked up and became Sylvester Stallone. Paul Dano? Well, I'm trying to think of a guy who, you know... I don't know. Ryan Gosling has kind of done this. I mean, he he started out doing, like, Teen The stuff, Notebook. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he started on a breaker high. And, and Young Hercules. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and now he is kind of that, like, brooding... Anti-hero that you see in, but then he also does La La Land. Like he, he will also go back to the romantic true. well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think he just has range. Like Salman, he's not going back to this well unless he has some other angle he can do on it, like mm-hmm. uh, Premrata and Dampire. 
Honestly, I mean, I think I think Salman Khan is going to do whatever Salman Khan wants to do. Yeah, he's and he has he's that a force power of nature. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder if maybe he was a little worried about getting typecast, so he just tried to swing completely the opposite direction. Well, I mean, I think you're just kind of. Um, we got the benefit making of hindsight the, here, yeah. Yeah, and also making the argument that we need to look closer at Salman Khan's filmography, kind of, and um, look at kind of, you know, the this stuff kind of in the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone has any recommendations for uh, for films that articulate this uh, transition, his middle period, um, send them our way. Or we could watch Chidois again. <laughs> We could. Yeah, the reflex action. <laughs> that is always an option. Yeah. But so, yeah. Do you recommend this movie, Matt? It's kind um, of a must-see if you're interested in Bollywood. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't one of the first ones we watched. Yeah. Because it might have been a lot harder to deal with. Yeah, and I, I do really appreciate this film because I can see what came out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see the influence that this film has had on Hindi cinema and so much of 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 its impact is stuff that I adore. Yeah. You know, like I, I you know, a film like Dilda Dakanedo is indebted to this film. I think it's astounding that in between Perinda in what, eighty nine and then this movie in ninety four. See Perinda dark. Perinda, very dark. Violent. Violent. And from care. Skinny, young Hits 1994, does not age ever again. No. He looks like this in every single movie I've seen post this. He's always this uh, this dad. Yeah. Like, that guy nailed it on dad. I love him. Yeah. I love him so much. Do you think he's going to be at the Oscars? Maybe. The Big Sick only got the one nomination. But, like, he is, like, um, transcontinental dad. He, he could be a dad in any continent. I love him. And he, he nailed it in this one. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, he, you want to talk about someone maybe resting on their laurels. He got the dad archetype so good in this movie that he's able to just kind of call it up every now and then. <laughs> yeah. And you don't see him doing a lot of, you know, I'm a cop who wants to hang out with my buddy, Anil Kapoor. That, <laughs> that doesn't happen that often. But I'm a dad who's kind of wacky. Anupam Kerr is Indian Stanley Tucci. Mm, yeah, maybe. Oh, man. And I think because... Uh, Fan, like because the importance of family and these um, celebrations, like weddings, are so um, integral to kind of contemporary Bollywood, and we see these stories so often. You, Annie Pampier can have an entire career, yeah, um, of just playing the the patriarch, yeah, and that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, he could be a you know sinister one, or he could be the nicest one in the world. He's yeah. just yeah. He has owned that archetype, and he didn't try and run away from it. Uh, so yeah, we we enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I could see why it's very popular. I think that about uh, does it, Matt. Mm-hmm. We will be back uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, we have a guest joining us. We haven't yeah. had a, a guest yet this year. Yeah. So his name is uh, Suchin Mirotra, and uh, we will be talking about. We're going to crack another one that's been tough for us. Yeah. So we're going back to look at some Indian comedies, some Hindi comedies, or maybe not Hindi comedies. Yeah. We're going to be looking at two kind of black comedies. Uh, One is in Hindi and one is actually in English. And this is going to be a bit of an experiment to see if um, 
stuff is getting lost in translation for us. Because that's one thing we've wondered about. Like, is it the wordplay and the puns? Yeah. Is that the the key that we're missing to a lot mm-hmm. of uh, Hindi comedy? Mm-hmm. It is still... Um, a Bollywood film, though. So uh, we're going to be talking about Delhi Belly, which is in Hindi, and Being Cyrus, which uh, stars Saif Ali Khan, but is in English. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can look us up on Twitter, at Bollywood Pod. I'm there, too, at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. Find us on Tumblr at BollywoodIsForLovers.tumblr.com. Look us up on Facebook. Just look up Bollywood Is For Lovers. If you are a fan of the show, please leave us a review and star rating on iTunes. Uh, really helps uh, new people find the show. Also, and- hi, new people, because we were on the n- you know, new and noteworthy <laughs> in India again, and... I think we made it up to two or three again. So yeah. there's obviously some new people here. So hopefully we didn't ruin everything. Thank <laughs> you for listening. Uh, while you're over at uh, iTunes, leaving us that five-star review, uh, you can also check out my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk. It's called Trash Art and the Movies. We are going to be discussing uh, two films about um, blokes in England falling for movie stars. We're going to be discussing film stars don't die in Liverpool and Notting Hill. That is a very specific genre you're working with this week. <laughs> uh, the uh, podcast is also available on gradio.ca in addition to Stitcher, CastBox, TuneIn, Deezer, uh, Cast Paradise, Super Podcast, and Podcast Plus. Did you make some of those up? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the stuff we say at the end. So we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. 